Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You are listening to the Legacy Atlas podcast with Dr. Tamika Lett. Welcome back to the Legacy Atlas podcast. Oh my goodness, we have breathed through and we are in our final three episodes. And so I'm just thankful and I hope you all have really gotten some nuggets out of um, the stuff that has been discussed over this season of Breaking the Legacy of Fear. We've really talked about some some things starting from how you can stand up for yourself and have a voice and all the way down to just some of the simplistic things that we don't think about is such as um, our people purses, things, and thoughts, and how those have dictated uh, living in a legacy of fear. But we are breaking that. And so this episode, I have my final guest of the season here uh, with me to talk all about um, just faith over fear and how that is impactful and it's going to help in uh, breaking that legacy of fear. So I have Michelle Locus, owner of the Kingdom Citizen brand. Welcome, Michelle, to the Legacy Atlas podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of, of course. So me and Michelle work together. Michelle is one of the most positive and bright people that I've ever worked with. And I talk a lot about people's light shining bright. And Michelle's light definitely shines bright. She has a great aura around her. And so uh she brings a lot of light. And we talk when we at work for hours because I can sit and talk to Michelle all day. So, um, so this, is, this is an easy fit. But one of the things why I felt like you would be the best guest to talk about faith over fear is your faith. And Michelle has remarkable faith and and she definitely shows it and it exudes from her so thank you for Mm -hmm. being here i appreciate you Um, thank you (laughs) so i want to start with the first question so what has motivated you to do the work um that you do and serve your community well, I've always known for some reason, I'm a people person, I'm an extrovert, and I can talk to pretty much anybody, yeah. and I've always known that I like to help people. Mm-hmm. I've known that since I was a child. I always want to see people smile. I want to see them happy. And for a long time, I used to say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just want to help people. Right. And my friends used to say, hey, you know, um, you're a great person, like, you'll be great at anything you do. And I'm like, but I don't know what I want to do. I want to help people. <laughs> That's right. what I will always say. And then it started um, clicking for me, like, okay, well, maybe you can go in this field and help people. Before, I used to want to be a teacher. Right. And I was thinking, like, you know, maybe a teacher's not for me. I come from a family line of nurses. So mm-hmm. the next thing was, oh, I'm going to be a nurse. Then I got scared of that because I thought I was going to kill somebody. <laughs> so, yeah, I was yeah, like, nursing oh. can be hard. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be responsible for somebody's life like that. And then I was thinking, like, okay, I love talking to people, and what's something I can do where I can still 
assist people and, you know, not medically, and I wanted to become a counselor. So when I went to Thomas Nelson, um, I had changed my field of study from nursing, and I said, I'm going to go and be a counselor. I talked to a counselor, and she said, well, you can start off um, getting a degree in human services. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I graduated um, from Thomas Nelson with my social science degree and went to ODU for human services. And I said, yeah, that's me because I like helping people. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, I didn't wind up going right into my master's for counseling because I wanted mm-hmm. to get in the field. And I'm happy I did um, yeah. because of work. You know, it was hard, really hard being a job um, in the field that I'm in now. Right, because they want you to have all that training and stuff, and I'm like, well, I need you to hire me to get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that's how I wound up um, serving my community, going through all those steps to kind of fast forward real fast. <laughs> okay, so you talked about, um, you know, just human services, and human services is a a great field to work in and uh it gives you a, a good opportunity to provide uh that kind of service uh for individuals and reach uh a lot of uh unique individuals. Yeah. And working with a lot of disenfranchised um populations. And so yes. how did that translate into you creating the brand Kingdom Citizen? Um just helping people and seeing how they're at a disadvantage and things that they go through and um going to church one day mm-hmm. one Sunday I should say, um, the pastor was teaching on Kingdom Church. And okay. so and it was really speaking to me because it speaks about, you know, we're here to help people. You know, you go out and you you spread the news of Jesus and what he's done to you and it's all about, you know, you're not supposed to judge people in the field we work in, you know, mm-hmm. you can't have a heart you can't judge people because of the situation that they're in. Well you shouldn't judge, I should say. Right. And so, um, I love helping people that's in all types of situations. Like I tell people all the time, like, yeah, you know, some people are homeless, some people don't have this and they're like I said, I love them. They're like my friends. We right. have a good time, you know, we talk and they still have a life to live just because of the situation that they're in. So mm-hmm. one um one Sunday when he was teaching on that sermon of Kingdom Church, um, a word popped out to me and it came from Ephesians and it was talking about how we're no longer foreigners, we're citizens of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so I reversed it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, we're kingdom citizens. So one day, having a conversation with God, because he was working on me, he started working on me with um, my words he gave to me a mm-hmm. couple of years ago was faith and patience. Right. And, whew, it has been something. So yeah. <laughs> one day, talking to him, and he's like, I'm like, okay, God, I, I need some extra money. Like, I want to change my life. I want to do better things because I have my children. They have to be better than me, and I really need to get out of what's been going on for generations. And so right. he tells me, I said, um, I'm reading my Bible one day, and the word faith was somewhere, and I said, there goes that F word again, and I started cracking <laughs> up laughing. And I was like, that would be pretty cool on a shirt. And he said, right. that's what you're going to do. And I said, what? He said, yes, that's what you're going to do for extra income. And I was like, you want me to make church? Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> that word, when it comes, it could be something that you're like, who, me? 
<laughs> right. And I was like, but that's, I, no, I was planning on applying to jobs. Like, I had jobs lined up. I even questioned at one point what I was doing. I was like, was I originally supposed to be a nurse? Right. Um, I even went and got my high school transcripts because I was considering going back to school for nursing, knowing how much I, I used to tell people, I'm not going back to school unless Jesus pays for it. Right. <laughs> because I didn't want to pay for my master's. Right. And um, he was like, that's what you want to do. And I said, oh, okay, um, this is crazy, but okay. <laughs> so I so um, I told my kids, and I said, uh, Jesus wants me to make T-shirts. And they were like, okay. And that's the thing about him, you know, he wants you to have faith as a child because it's just like, okay, it's no questioning. It's like, no right. it's like okay. So um, I still have to this day the pieces of paper of shirts, like what I saw on shirts. And I hand drew with a pencil and my son's colored pencils. And so my son helped me. They helped me to come up with the brand and the name and the name came from um, going to church. That's why I tell people, I said, like, all my designs, he tells me what what to put and how to do it, and then I do it. Well, that, I I love that, that testimony that you have um, for your Kingdom Citizen brand, which leads me into to the next question. Um, what does faith over fear look like to you? Faith over fear. I tell people all the time. I'm sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> Come on back. He, he hears somebody uh out there. So faith over fear. I tell people all the time. I I completely understand why it's um hard for some people to be Christians and everything because a lot of times. I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of times it's um. Faith, you know, he asks you to live by faith because, like you said, right. it's, uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Right. So having to believe something he tells you and you see nothing, he is like, do this. And it's like, well, can you give me a hint if I'm going in the right direction? And he's just like, do you have the faith to believe that you're going in the right the right, right. Do you right. believe me? Are you... Do you believe you hear me? And that's what it is. It's just like, I tell people all the time, it's just like the same thing, like he says, with a baby. You have a baby, you have a child. Once they start walking, you pick them up. They stand up, and they have to have the faith that they can put that foot out in front of the other right. and that their weight is going to hold them. And a lot of times, what do we do as babies? We just stand there because it's like, I don't trust my other foot. <laughs> right. I'm right. not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, if I put this out, am I going to hit flat on the ground? And we're like, what's going to happen? And that's what happens sometimes. You know, you of course you get scared because you don't know. And a lot of times, once you start growing in faith, God's not going to reveal the next step mm-hmm. until you stick your foot out. And it's like, yeah. you're not going to know what's going to happen until you stick your foot out. He's, and it's like, Ta-da, here, here's your next step. Right. So you got to keep growing in the face, like the same thing like with a baby. You you start, he'll start off with little things and, okay, let me see if she's listening. Okay, she's listening, so I'm going to show her this, show her she's going the right way. Then, okay, we're going to keep on growing. So as you keep growing in the face, it gets harder and harder because he wants to get to the point, just like with a child, you stick your hands out. Come here, baby. Come here, baby. 
right. I'm going to come. And eventually you put your hands down. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and they have to believe, like, if I lean forward and flip, are they going to stick their hands back out and catch me? So it's just like that. So it's, it's believing what he said. And as you keep on going in the faith, like I said, when it gets harder and harder, you got to stick to the word he told you. And mm-hmm. that's why you have to stay in your Bible and stay with what he told you because it's easy to get swept away from what he told you because when everything goes haywire, it goes haywire. Right. And I always, I always tell people to, when you're feeling down on faith, always go to the faith chapter, always go to Hebrews, always read about the people that went through the same type of situations we went in. I tell people mm-hmm. all the time with Abraham and Sarah, like 25 years, I'm like, Jesus, come on, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, man, this is taking a long time. It, it, it's okay. He knows, you know, when we're anxious, he knows it's hard in the waiting period and in the faith period. But like mm-hmm. he told me before, in the beginning, faith and patience, they go hand in hand, and it's hard. But Absolutely. I keep on walking in faith, and I keep on doing what he said, speak the word. You have to mm-hmm. speak it over it and keep on, this is what you told me. You said that you put your word before yourself, so mm-hmm. I know it's going to happen, and keep on walking in that direction. But it, right. it, it's not easy, but the reward is the best. <laughs> is, is, yes. That, I think that so many people, it's easier to stay stuck where we are because it's comfortable. Yeah. We we know yeah. what that is. Uh, we yeah. know what to expect. And some people don't don't embrace that, the unknown. And the right. unknown is something that that is truly amazing for me when you have that faith. Truly amazing. And it will blow you away from any expectation that you have. But you have to have that yes. faith to get there, to to be right. able to embrace that um, unknown and take that next step uh, for for what's in store, for the reward that you have waiting for you. Um, yes. And so you talked about um, adversity. And what drives you to continue to push towards your goals even when you face adversity? Uh, for the things that I have seen, the things mm-hmm. that he has done for me, and that gives you the hope. Just like uh, one, of, one of my favorite verses is the last verse of uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. These three remain, love, faith, mm-hmm. and hope, and they tie in together. So um, God's not going to actually do something in faith. You do it, and you're not rewarded. He re- rewards you for your faith because that's your testimony in order to go and to help other people grow in their faith. I tell right. people all the time, you're not here for yourself. He did not make right. you to be here just for yourself. You are clearly here for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So when things happen, and I can tell somebody else my testimony, which we're healed by the sharing of our testimony, I can help you into, okay, you know what? I'm still going to believe what God told me because I know he did it for her. I know he could do it for me. I know what his word says. Just like he says, um, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. You right. Know, you have to have community. You have to have people in your life. You, I tell people, like he says, you know, uh, bad company corrupts good character. Mm-hmm. You want to watch around who you're around and who you're telling things to because you can easily be around somebody who can rip your faith away from you. Right. And God's like, this is not 
what I told you. This is what I told you. So you have to be careful. You have to be mindful because adversity, point blank period, is going to come. Like right. my pastor always said, he says, the moment that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he said, you have an automatic bullseye on your back. Mm-hmm. So things that um, a lot of people leave because of the faith and we're in, I was believing God for this, and he didn't do it when I asked him. And it's like, well, it's not on your time. Um, right. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, it's some patience with it because he's going to test you in areas to make sure what he gives you, you can handle. That's like somebody praying, I need $100,000. And he's like, if I give it to you, you're going to go and try to buy a Bentley. <laughs> right. Like, you're not going to do what I need you to use it for. <laughs> right. So I'm going to have to test you with somebody giving you $100. Are you going to pay that bill or are you going to go and try to buy a Gucci belt? You know? Uh-huh. So it's a, it's a lot of adversity. And once again, once you go from, as they say, faith to faith to glory to glory, it gets so much harder. It's like, mm-hmm. I like the easy stuff. <laughs> right. I don't like the hard stuff. Yeah, but it, it's real, it's so rewarding. That's just like the same thing. He told me, you know, start. You're gonna start doing that. You're gonna start um, selling shirts, and I'm just like, um, this is not what I planned, but okay. So in my first year, because this is my first time having a business, I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, I never wanted a business. Just like I never told you. You like, why don't you tell me you sell shirts? And I'm like, I don't know. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't tell, I don't go out because I, I, I dislike so much the people that, um, they love to run around and say, oh, I'm a boss, I'm a boss. And I, I just don't like that because that's mm-hmm. like showing off, you know, you want right. to be perceived mm-hmm. as something else. So when he told me to do this, I'm like, okay, I hope I don't look like other people, like, oh, she's trying to sell shirts and stuff. And I'm like, no, he literally told me to do this. Right. I'm going to be obedient. Right. And, once again, I'm almost like a Sarah and uh, Abraham story. I'm like, all right, extra income, cool. Is he going to give me, like, extra 40000 this year? And it's like, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't tell you how much. <laughs> right. So, and I was like, okay, but literally in my first year of never having a business, not even knowing what I'm doing, I was able to set up a website. I said, I know this is from God because of how things fell in place. I have a background in retail. My first job, I worked in retail for seven years. I said, okay. And then I was like, oh, well, how am I going to design shirts? I had to do a lot of research because, like anything else, when he tells you to do something, you have to put in work because you say that without work. That's right. Right. So um, I had to do so much research and I got, you know, doors closed on my face. I'm like, did you help me to do this? But I had to keep pushing. I'm like, okay. It it turns out I don't have to pay for a graphic designer. My son, when he was in um, 10th grade, 10th and 11th grade, he loves graphic design and took graphic design class. He actually won an award for it. Right. So I researched about graphic designs, how to um, put designs on shirts. So, of course, you don't get sued. It's called uh, commercial um, designs and stuff like that, which uh-huh. you can use for free and things of that nature. And I said, you can't tell me this is not him where I don't have to pay for a lot of stuff that a lot of people pay for because I have it in-house. Right. Not mm-hmm. only that, when I make shirts, I'm not clocking in on somebody else's schedule because right. you know, uh, when I was thinking about getting a second job, it was going to be a late-night job when I got off of my regular daytime job. 
then I was thinking about going to work from maybe like a 6 to 12 or something like that, wherein I can do these shirts whenever I want to. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. And like I was saying, my first year of selling shirts, all the money that I put out into the um, business, I pretty much received everything back besides I think I was off by $200. Which is not and bad at all for a first year. For a first year, not knowing mm-hmm. what I'm doing, have no clue. Um, Two events that I did, I literally said out of my mouth, I said, Dad, can I just make $500? I was like, can I just feel like you did tell me? Because, of course, like anything else, your, your face gets tested. Right. It's like, I see all these people selling all these shirts with all these curse words on it, and they selling off the racks. And I'm like, Jesus, this is your word. <laughs> like, my, right. <laughs> why are they not jumping off the racks? Like, what's going mm-hmm. on here? And I did an event. I said, can I just make $500? Literally, when the um, church event was over, and my best friend actually brought her sister to the event. She treated her to the um, concert. It was a couple of gospel artists at the church in Portsmouth. And she came over to the table because my son helped me do it. And she was like, what is going on? Literally, every out of all the vendors there, and it was a good amount, everybody just kept coming to my table. Right. She was like, what in the world? And I literally made $516. And my son was like, Wow. And I said, you see, because I always teach them about God so they can see for themselves mm-hmm. the miracles that he produces. And the same thing happened at my church where there, um, we had our women's event. And I said, this is so crazy that my pastor's wife actually was not going to have any vendors this time. And so when I asked her about it, she was like, oh, I wasn't going to have any vendors. She was like, but if you want to come in, sell, she was like, you could be the only one. I said, oh, my gosh, wow. So at our women's um, event in November, of, uh, well, not last year, 2019, um, she set me up, set a table, and I said, God, can I do I just want to make $500 again. I, I'll be fine with making $500. I literally made almost $900, and I had to leave early. That was the crazy thing about it. And that's amazing and, right there. Yes. Yes, and I was blown. I could not believe it. I had to go to my um, sister's house later on at night where she lives in Maryland, so I had to leave um, the event early. I left probably about an hour early before it ended, and I made just shy under $900. And I said, I can't make this up. I I can't. <laughs> I yeah, can't make and- this up, so... Oh, holding on to that phase. <laughs> I about to say, yeah, holding on to that phase. And even yeah. even in the situations when it looks when it looks bleak, yeah. just believe harder. Yes, that's what it. You definitely have to believe harder. You definitely have to. Typically in the morning, where I try to remind myself if I'm not too dead tired that mm-hmm. you know what he told me. Even when I'm having a bad day, I'm like, you told me this. You you said this to me. You know, I have two journals at home. I have a prayer box. For Christmas, mm-hmm. my best friend bought me a, um, it's called Count Your Blessings Jar. Mm-hmm. And you can write all your blessings on it and keep them in there and, and read back and everything. So I always, I always go to the faith chapter. I said, I tell people, I said, God typically gives you some kind of word or something or you always relate to somebody in mm-hmm. the Bible. And I said, um, 
you know, my my favorite uh, two guys is David and Peter, and mm-hmm. then my girl is Ruth. He he put me on to Ruth, <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's so much faith in the Bible and mm-hmm. my words he gave me over three years ago, not now, about four years ago, was faith and patience. And mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, I I know why you you give up and you say, oh, there's no God or there's no Jesus because when they don't get what they want at the time they want it, not mm-hmm. knowing that's not what they need, it's like, of course, yeah, you know, of course mm-hmm. you don't believe him because you didn't get what you want, but he's he's not a genie in a bottle. You can't just mm-hmm. say, hey, give me this right now when it happens. So mm-hmm. it's it's, a, um, it's so process. It's like this year, well, this past year, since we're in 2021, yeah. um, was a mm-hmm. little was a little different. I didn't vend any events, but I still made a great amount of money. Right. So much stuff is online, you know. So I said, I'm going to keep on going. He's um, still giving me so many ideas. So I just tell him, all right, bring in that cash flow. Right. <laughs> so I keep it going. And you do your part. And he definitely does his part. And that's the, yes. that, that's the, the glory in faith. So how yes. do you think, last question, how does faith impact your legacy? It definitely impacts my legacy because now that's what I mainly live on. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to lie and say there's not no fear. They go hand in hand. You know, right. that's like just saying there's only God or there's only the devil. No, they go hand in hand, you know. Mm-hmm. So it impacts my legacy because now because I've been operating in faith since 2017, I mm-hmm. instill it in my kids because right. I tell my kids all the time, like, I I learn through faith. I learn through um, getting back with Jesus, my family's generational curse line. And mm-hmm. I said, so things stop with me. Point by right. point, it stops with me. I said, you guys, you're going to be better than me, and I have to start teaching and instilling that with you. So mm-hmm. I every time something happens, a small miracle happens or something that's just like an oh, wow, God moment, I always now, what I always do now, I point it out to my kids and say, mm-hmm. did you notice what just happened? And right. they're so in tune now because I'm in tune, they know that it's God. Right. And they're like, oh, that's what God did. As you say, you know, train up a child in the way they should go. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do with my kids, where they're faithful. And, and actually, another testimony is, you know, my son Andretti, wherein mm-hmm. um, I asked God, he was in 10th grade, and I told God, like, I'm tired of um, being in debt. Like, I have my, part of my generational family curse is debt yeah. and um, not good money management, even though, you know, you pull through, but it's like you don't want to keep on living paycheck to paycheck. Right. And so I, I went to school. I have a lot of student debt, even though I just have bachelor's because I didn't have proper money management. So I said to God, I said, you know, um, I don't know if my son's supposed to go to college, but um, God, I was outside just looking out my window because I love looking at clouds. And I'm mm-hmm. a very visual person. God helps mm-hmm. me visually. I, I'm, a, I'm a dreamer. Um, right. I see things. All of that's how he talks to me, my seeing things. And so I'm just outside with my dog, with Baxter, talking to God, like, you know what, God, I, I, I don't know if he's supposed to go to school. I don't even know what he wants to go to school for. But, you know, he's been wanting to go to VCU since he was in eighth grade. Right. And don't even know what he 
wants to go to school for a bit. He wants to go to VCU. And I said, I, I don't have money to pay for it. I'm like, I'm not taking out no more loans. I was like, I'm already in debt up my eyeballs. So right. I was outside. I said, God, if he goes to school, can he go to school for free? I said, I pray and I ask you, can you pay for it in full? I said, I do not want a loan, no right. money borrowed. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, I asked them for a sign. So one day I asked him to see, um, this is a time where uh, he had me on birds, um, Cardinals and Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a whole other story in town. So I asked him to see a Blue Jay in my backyard because they, I don't see them that often. So that's how right. I knew if I see this over here some kind of way, um, I know it'll be him. And this was probably like around in March or something. I had mm-hmm. asked him. I said, you know, I, I truly pray. I said, you know, you you told me you got me and my kids. You even told me you got my dog. It's him for me. Right. <laughs> That's another testimony. So I asked him in March. So now it's like summertime. And so I'm sitting outside in my backyard doing my usual, having time with God, looking up in the piles. I can do that for hours on end. Yeah. And lo and behold, the blue jay flies in my yard on my gate. I have, I still have that picture because I was on the phone. Matter of fact, my sister had called me while I was sitting outside, and um, she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, oh, "I'm sitting outside." I started screaming. She's like, "What? What? What?" And I'm like, "A blue jay! A blue jay is in my backyard!" And she was like, "What?" My best friend that lives in New York um, knew about it. And mm-hmm. um, I called, I was like, my baby's going to school for free. She was like, oh, my God, I'm going to call So from that moment on, for two years, I started speaking and yeah. saying, my son's going to school for free. And it's power. <laughs> and it is power in that tongue. <laughs> yes. So people started looking at me, and I'm like, yeah. And so they're like, well, what is it? Because before Andretti, I'm like, do you want to apply to anywhere else? And he's like, no. So now it's getting to, because he was like in 10th grade, now it's getting to the wire. Okay, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to go to school for? It's time for college tours and things of that nature. So we're doing college tours. We're doing this. Um, being a nutcase now, we're like, we need to fill out for these um, scholarships. We need to do this. We need to do right. that. Right. And so um, he eventually said, we talked about the University of North Carolina. And I said, okay, maybe this is God because they have a program wherein if you get accepted and you're from out of state, depending on how much your parent makes in your household, you can go to school for free. Uh-huh. And, and it's so crazy because the name of the program is called Covenant. And I said, oh. oh. This must be from God, like God's all right. <laughs> so I said, "Well, we'll see what happens." Um, he applied to VCU, he applied to UNC, and so we were waiting. It was that waiting period, but this was the funniest thing, and I didn't notice until after my son got accepted to VCU. So when we did the college tour to VCU, it was gloomy that day. It didn't rain, but it was a little gloomy. On the way there, and I still have a picture um, for this testimony. So, matter of fact, it's on my Kingdom Citizen um, Instagram page. And it was the biggest rainbow ever in life. So, on the way there, I asked them, same thing my mom had asked me a long time ago, and I'll never forget, coming home from my sister's house in Maryland. She was like, do you know what a rainbow means? And I was like, uh, no. 
he told me what the rainbow means from the story in the Bible with Noah. You know, that is mm-hmm. God's covenant. And it's a protection that never flood the earth, but it's a covenant that he made with him. It was a promise. It's known as a promise, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. So I didn't even recognize when we went on the tour, like, it was almost like God was telling me then. But then I didn't know. I had my son take a picture of the rainbow, biggest rainbow ever. Went to VCU. He loved it so much. We did the college tour at UNC. He loved it, too, but not as much as VCU, of course, because right. that was his mm-hmm. number one choice. <laughs> his first choice. <laughs> we, right. We get the, um, the information. He got accepted into VCU. He was so happy. He did not get accepted into UNC. And I said, it's okay. I said, God's still going to make a way because I, I, I even started saying to him, you're going to school for free. And he was like, right. I know, Mom. I said, we're not paying for anything. I said, you know why you're going to school for free? And he'll recite back to me. Because God said, I'm going to school for free. You All know right. it. So um, he did exceptionally well in school. He was um, pretty much an A-B student. He graduated with highest honors. He did the pharmacy program while he was in school. So he's going to school for um, pharmacy and VCU. Pandemic happened. And it's like, all right. So he gets accepted. We see the price and everything. We got a good amount of scholarships, but we still would have possibly owed some money. And right. so I'm like, God, um, you said my like, name's going to This is the problem. You said my son's going to school for free. Pandemic happens, and now we're battling with, okay, should I let him go? I know Richmond's only at like an hour and 20-minute drive away. Should he stay home? So we made the decision for him to stay home, and I said, well, once again, this can only be God because that, in turn, saved us over $7,000 of school fees. Right. So now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I realize we don't owe anything. Not Mm -hmm. only that, I told people, I said, look what God does when you believe him. Mm -hmm. My son got a refund check. Of four hundred dollars oh, yeah. in change, and I said I wouldn't. I would. I would have been satisfied with zero dot zero zero balance. Right. Right. Yes, my son had so much that money left over that he got a check of four hundred dollars in change left over, and we didn't pay anything. And I told people all the time. I told you what God said to me. He said, "My son." is going to school for free, and look at that. He even gave him something back. Right. For and being so, faithful. For, for yes. being faithful. Yes. And mm-hmm. so one day I was going through um, my pictures, and I said, oh, my gosh, how come I didn't realize when we did the college tours that's where you were set to go because it's the biggest rainbow ever. It's just like it just appears like, boom, here I am. Right. And I literally, when we were driving there, I did the same thing that my mom asked me who knows how many years ago um, when I saw the biggest rainbow I've ever seen in my life. And she was like, do you know what it means? I said, do you know what that means? And he said, no. And I explained to him what it means. And I said, I should have known it. It's shining over Richmond, going to Richmond <laughs> and covenant. <laughs> yes. my promise. And he's going to school for free. So as of right now, we have not paid a dime. Which which is amazing, and I think the the biggest part I think about all of that is that your sons are 
repeat you you've changed the cycle just like you said the yeah. the lack of faith and stuff and then you see your sons yeah. walking in faith you see you yeah. hear them you know and it's a it's a visual of legacies yeah. you break in you know legacies and creating new legacies and i think that that is amazing thank you absolutely amazing michelle thank you so much for uh joining us and really inspiring us because your testimony is is amazing and it really shows that that faith when we have it is it can be challenged at times but oh, yeah, oh, it's going to be. <laughs> yes, it's, it's yeah. going to be. And I know for me, sometimes I have to, I have to walk back into myself and remind myself of, of the promises and 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 what was yeah. said to me. And it take it takes some some time. And like I talked about yeah. that person, place, and things, and them thoughts. It takes continual process and repetition yeah. to remind us that you know what we got to change, throw out the old stuff, and get yep. the new stuff. So. Kingdom Citizen brand is on Instagram. I will be adding um, the page to my social media page when I post um, this. So make sure you check under uh, the post on Instagram and on Facebook the link to um, Kingdom Citizen brand. And I want to thank you all. We have two episodes left of the Legacy Atlas podcast. So make sure you join us for these next two weeks because they're going to be um, amazing. And I hope that this episode inspired you and sent you out into the day to work on practicing walking in faith. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the episode Faith Over Fear of the Legacy Atlas podcast. I hope you are inspired. Michelle gave great testimony about how her faith has guided her and led her to start her own brand, Kingdom Citizen. So we have just a couple of episodes left in this season. If you want, take the time to go back and review it and catch up. And I will be here next week with the next episode of the Legacy Atlas podcast.